Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. Jesus said to, his, to the disciple, Here is your mother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I spoke to a friend who suffered a heart attack earlier this year. He told me that in the moments just before he went under the anesthetic for emergency open-heart surgery, a procedure where he did not know if he would come out alive, his thoughts were not of himself, or about what would happen to him if he died. Instead, his mind raced to very practical thoughts about the people he loved. Did he have enough life insurance to support his wife? Did he have everything in place to help provide for his family? He did mental calculations of whether there would be enough funds available to cover the mortgage. Every thought he had in these moments centered around one thing. Will the people I love be taken care of? Did you notice what Jesus did on the cross in his final moments just before he died? In the midst of his excruciating pain and agony, he looked out and spotted Mary, his mother, and he saw his beloved disciple, whom we believe to be John, standing next to her. Jesus glanced at his mother and said, Woman, here is your son, as his eyes went to John. Then he said to his beloved disciple, Here is your mother, as he looked back toward Mary. And from that hour, John took Mary into his own home. Among the last thoughts of Jesus, as he was dying on the cross was, who will take care of my mother now? He makes a point of connecting her with this beloved disciple as her new son. Looking out from the cross, Jesus takes time to create a new family. In essence, those couple of sentences from him comprise Jesus' last will and testament. When we talk about Jesus, we often start with the universal and then move to the particular. We believe Jesus poured out his life for all humanity and through his resurrection renewed all creation. Therefore, he saved me and saved each one of you. But Jesus starts with the particular and then moves to the universal. One of his last thoughts on the cross was about one particular person his mother, will this person I love so much be taken care of? Before pouring out his life as a libation for the renewal of all creation, he does the human, very human thing of making sure Mary is taken care of. That was not just a human thing, but a true act of divinity. The word compassion means to suffer with another. Jesus teaches us that compassion often begins 
by pouring out your heart just for one person. You see other examples of compassion in this story. Near the end, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, two of Jesus' reluctant and secret disciples, take the risk of asking Pontius Pilate for Jesus' body, and then they lovingly care for it. At long last, they are willing to do something publicly for the one who willingly taught them and challenged them under the cloak of secrecy and the cover of night. Pouring out pounds of extravagant spices and carefully anointing Jesus' body was their way of pouring out their love for their friend and rabbi. Over the last year, it has been nearly impossible for family members and priests to visit loved ones in hospitals. Parishioner Pat Morgan gave me permission to share her story. Pat's adult son, Mike, suffered a stroke in early May. She was not allowed to visit him in the hospital. And those of you who know Pat can imagine how this went down with a mother and activist who is always present on the front lines of any situation and who is extremely hands-on. Since none of the clergy were able to visit Mike either, I called the chaplain's office at St. Francis Hospital and was connected with Chaplain Dave Lucchese. At that time, I did not realize that Chaplain Dave and his wife both contracted COVID around Easter. Fortunately, they both had mild symptoms of fatigue and had fully recovered. Chaplain Dave later shared that this gave him a deeper compassion for patients and families, whether dealing with COVID or the circumstances and procedures surrounding it. When I called him, he immediately offered to check on Mike and report back to me so I could relay the information back to Pat. Because of COVID, Chaplain Dave could not even go into Mike's room, but was allowed to go to the window. Chaplain Dave looked toward Mike and put his hands together, signaling that he was praying. Mike looked up from his hospital bed, recognized Chaplain Dave's collar, and even with limited function in his hands, was able to make the sign of the cross. When I shared Chaplain Dave's report with Pat, you cannot believe how much this meant to her. It gave her hope that Mike's cognitive skills were still there and hope that he was on the road toward making controlled movements. Well, what has meant as much or more to both of us was that someone neither of us knew before, Chaplain Dave, would take the time and make the special effort to connect with Mike. Mike's journey had lots of ups and downs after that. He also contracted COVID and had to be isolated. He eventually tested negative and continued to make small steps toward recovery. And Chaplain Dave continued to check on Mike, pray for him and with him, and kept us updated throughout his journey. Mike is now back at work for full time for FedEx. He is able to walk and he is able to live independently. Pat considers this a miracle. But as I look back to last summer, I wonder if the real miracle 
was what Chaplain Dave did. He poured out his compassion to connect a mother and a son, just as Jesus connected his mother with a new son while dying on the cross. Perhaps these little and big stories of compassion are Jesus' way of teaching us that all our lives are libations, compassionate offerings meant to be poured out for others, beginning with just one person we love. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.